What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the On The Hunt Podcast. I am your host, Daryl, and as always, thank you for stopping by and checking out my podcast. Um, I know I missed a week, missed last week, because um, I'm not going to say I had a lot going on, because, I mean, that's an excuse that a lot of people can use. That's not an excuse that I'm going to use right now, but at the end of the day, you know, I just didn't feel like I was going to be able to put quality content, content out, so I just held off, you know, to sit back and wait until I can, you know, get some good content to put out, so... Here we are, are again, took a week off, back at it, and um, we're just moving forward. So, everybody, you know, y'all watch the playoffs just like I did. And if you know me, you know I ride with LeBron. So, kind of kind of feeling bad right now for my guy because he got swept, you know, in the finals. But, um, I mean, hats off to him. You know, he put up some amazing numbers this, this year in the playoffs. And, I mean, he did some, some, some big things, some things that we had never seen before. And, I mean, I'm not going to get into the whole GOAT you know, conversation because I mean I don't feel that you can you can you can't judge LeBron and you can't judge Jordan and you can't judge Kobe. All three of them are kinda like their own player in their own right and I mean they dominated their, you know, couple years, their genre. Jordan had the nineties, Kobe had the two thousands and LeBron ran the two thousand tens, in my opinion. Even though, you know, LeBron's fifteen years in, I mean they these is his his years, you know, in the the, the tens, the two thousand tens. These is all LeBron years. So, I mean, he's shown us, you know, some greatness. And um, I say he got about another four or five years, maybe six, because I mean, he's a freak of nature. The man ain't never been injured. Like had a major injury that held him out for an extended period of time. So, I mean, you never know. I mean, he puts major money into his body, though. Now I don't know if a lot of y'all heard, but I mean, like I said, Brian's my guy. So I mean, I read articles and check up on him and all that kind of stuff. The man spends like $1.52 million a year on his body. Now, with that being said, I mean, that's like nutrition, that's, you know, trainers, that's, I mean, everything. Cryo, he got the cryogenic, you know, chambers. He got the leg thing, you know, the things that blow up on your legs and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he takes care of his body. He's got, one, like I said, he spent $1.5 to $2 million a year, you know what I'm saying, on everything. So, I mean, he knows where he's at. His body is his investment, so, I mean, you got to put the money back into it and you'll get the return, which he's getting the return, you know, on his investment, in my opinion. Excuse me. So, uh, with that being said, you know, I'm always going to ride with LeBron, Brian gang, bang, bang. I mean, it is what it is, good or bad. Wherever he goes, you know what I mean, I'll be right there. I'm a, <clears throat> I'm, I'm a football guy, but, you know, watch a little bit of basketball and uh, ride with LeBron, so... In free agency, this is this is my scenario. I think that he's – I don't know what it is, but I think Paul George is going wherever he go. That's just my opinion. So, if he ends up in L.A., I think it's going to be him and Paul George and maybe one more other person that end up in L.A. There, Houston. Now, if he goes to Houston, I don't think, you know, Paul George will be there. But, I mean, I mean, you never know. Anything is possible. So, Houston, L.A., and what I think, I think he might stay in Cleveland. Now, if he stays in Cleveland, everybody seen, you know, saw that Kyrie said he's not going to sign a long-term extension <coughs> in Boston. So, I mean, that opens the doors on a little bit of everything. I mean, can he team back up with LeBron? Can, you know I mean, can, 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 they, can they work? Can they come back to Cleveland or can they go somewhere else? I mean, I, I think I see it coming back to Cleveland. That's, I mean, that's one of the, one of the options that I see, so... Like I said, L.A., Houston, or staying in Cleveland and everybody coming to Cleveland. He can build his own little team. So, 
So my little NBA segment, hats off to Golden State, you know. I mean, it's one of them things, too, with Golden State. Like, I'm, I'm not really fans of any of those dudes, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm a football guy, so when it comes to basketball, I mean, it's a couple players in the, in the league that I like. But, San, I mean, San Antonio. Golden State is not really one of them teams, you know. I mean, I really don't care either way. But, I mean, hats off, salute. You know, going back-to-back, Slim Reaper, Chef Curry, Clay, Draymond. I mean, hey, y'all did y'all thing. Y'all held it down back-to-back. Congratulations. So that's all I'm going to say about that. And um, glad basketball season's over because, I mean, we can all look forward to football season, the season that I'm mainly looking forward to. And, uh, you know, my team is the Colts, and, I mean, it was, a, it was a good day for me yesterday when I saw my guy, Andrew Luck, out there throwing footballs again. Because everybody was like, oh, he ain't throwing football in two years. He's done. He ain't going to do this. He ain't going to do that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the man was out there throwing footballs. Now, granted, he was throwing uh, college footballs. So, I mean, they're a little bit smaller than NFL balls. But, hey, as long as he's out there throwing, I take it. Come on with it. And, uh, I mean, it's all, you know, progression and steps. He ain't going to come back and just be, you know, the, the old Andrew Luck because, I mean, now I think he's smarter. I think he's wiser. He knows how to get down. If you watch Luck, yeah, it took, Luck took a lot of beating, but it could have been a couple of – it was a lot of times Luck could have got down without getting hit. And, I mean, he was just young and trying to get out there and get it done. But I think now he sees that he can't sacrifice his body like that. He got to, you know, look out for the greater good after all that money we gave him. So, uh yeah, I'm just happy to see Luck back. I mean, Frank Reich and uh, Chris Ballard, they saying that, you know, Luck is going to be the opening day starter. That's what they're looking at right now. So, I mean, it would be good to have uh, Brissett, you know, in the back as a backup because, I mean, he, he got to play. He got banged up. But, I mean, he kind of, you know, came into the system and learned the system. So, I mean, he knows the system now. So, having Brissett, you know, as a reliable backup that kind of knows the system because Scott Tozin. I mean, he need to get out. Of, he need to get out of town and get out of town fast. If he ain't already gone, I think he already gone. I ain't really after that showing first game of the season against the Rams. Hey man, I'm cool on Scott Tozin. I don't know how he was in the league that long, rattled, shaking, everything. Bye, get out. I'll let you later. So, uh, watching my coach, you know, them my, my pro sports. But I mean, you know, I'm a Notre Dame fan too. So I mean, we had we had a couple couple moves, couple players. Which, uh, you know, not really retired, but, I mean, step away from the game, a couple transfers, but, I mean, it's college football, so, I mean, you always going to make adjustments and you always got to, you know what I'm saying, keep it moving. So, the Irish, we always, you know, we put a good product on the field, so I'm not really too worried about, you know, the overall team. I'm just, you know, it's a couple positions, like that quarterback position. I mean, it was it – was, it's, it's, it's always scary, even the last couple quarterbacks. And I'm, with Deshaun Kaiser, I rolled with Kaiser. Even when, you know, he came, when Malik Zaire got hurt and he came in, you know what I'm saying, and, and stepped right up, you know what I mean, and got in there. And, and But that second season, you know what I mean, it, it wasn't like that first season. Because I think that first season he was out there, he was just, you know, playing kind of like off instinct and just, you know, trying to make a name. Because, like he said, he came off the bench. He wasn't expecting to play as much as he played. But, I mean, he came out, held it down, you know, and did, you know, did the damn thing for us. But, I mean, now Zaire's gone. Uh, Kaiser's gone. Winbush is back there. He had a good year. Kind of hurt, hurt his ankle a little bit. You know, he's one of them mobile quarterbacks. We need him to learn the game a little bit more because, I mean, just as fast as you are, you know, you got a, a lot of them D defensive ends and, you know, linebackers that's just as fast as you. So you can't take them big hits from them big boys all the time. So 
it was, it's all good. And, you know, I mean, I'm just I'm ready to see my Irish, ready to see my coach back out there, ready for football season in general. So this week's podcast, you know, I just want to talk about what are you doing to set yourself up, you know what I'm saying, or what are what what is driving you to, you know, keep going every day? Outside of your kids, you know what I'm saying, and your family and stuff like that, your wife, your husband, whatever it is, outside of that, like what are you what are you doing to stay sane every day? What are you doing to like, you know, just make sure that you live the best life that you can live. Like everybody's saying now, I'm out here trying to live my best life, doing what I can do. So I mean, what are you doing that, you know, is propelling you to live the best life that you can live? Now me personally, I'm kind of one of them people that's kind of been all over the place right now. So I'm just at a point now in my life where it's like, okay, I'm 38 years old and I kind of want to do a lot of different things. So I'm just taking it upon myself now that everything that I've always wanted to do, I'm about to do it. Because, I mean, I listen to podcasts every single day. Well, I say Monday through Friday, sometimes on Saturday. But Monday through Friday, for sure, I listen to podcasts every single day. So... The podcast that I listen to, I try to listen to something in a podcast that I don't normally listen to or something that's not really like in my scope because, I mean, I want to learn something new. So there's a there's a couple guys, you know, that they got their own little group right now. It's a Joey Diaz, Joe Rogan, Burt Kreischer, Ari Shafir, uh, Tom Segura, and Brendan Schaub and uh, Brian Callen. Now, all those podcasts right there, those... Brian Callen and Brendan Shaw, they got, you know, podcasts they do together. But overall, it's about four or five podcasts right there that I listen to, you know, on a regular. And they're all white guys. They're all comedians. And, um, you know, I mean, it's just something that I'm not typically, you know, apt to listen to or something that's not typically in my everyday, you know, life. But, I mean, listen to those podcasts. Those are some of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. And, I mean, they're funny. And it's just something that, normally wouldn't be in my scope so it's it's even better you know when I listen to it I mean I, I love them I love listening to their podcast because I mean it's always something different I get a different point of view on things they, they do current events and they talk about the things that we talk about but I mean it's always good to get a different point of view from somebody else so those podcasts you know they kind of keep me going during during the, the week at work and um, I mean it, it kind of they those podcasts kind of inspired me to do my podcast because I mean a podcast is a podcast you know what I mean? Somebody gets on there, they talk. Two people get on there, they talk. They get a group of people, they talk. And I mean, basically, people are talking about the same things that you talk about, but I mean, you get different points of view and you get different opinions. And I mean, there may be some things that you don't know. There may be some things that interest you. Because I mean, I know like the Joe Rogan podcast, his podcast, I mean, he has a wide array of people. And Joe's one of them guys that, and I mean, from listening to other podcasts and leaving and listening to his podcast and some of the stuff that he does, and I mean, I hear people talk about him, He's one of them people that, you know, he'll, he'll start to do something and he'll master it. Or if he doesn't master it, he learns how to do it, like, really, really well. But, like, me, on the other hand, I'm a type of person that I'll get something and I won't necessarily master it. But, I mean, I won't learn everything about it. But, I mean, I'll know how to do it really, really well and I'll move on to something else. I've always wanted to get away from that. But I'm not going to say I have that mentality to where I get bored easily. But, I mean, at the same time, it's just like... It has to be something that's keeping me keeping me going, keeping me going, and keeping me interested. So I do a lot of different things over here. So like I podcast, I game, I um She's hitting me right now while I'm doing the podcast. Thanks, Vonnie. I'm uh, into sneakers, you know, it's just a, a bunch of different things that I do. So 
I've always been in the sneakers since like 1993, 94 when I got my job at uh, at um, Foot Locker in Washington Square Mall. So for Foot Locker, I went to like finish line, foot action. I managed the foot action and worked at Champs. So I mean, I worked at sneakers for a long time. And sneakers became ingrained in me. And then it started back in like, uh, let me see, 91, 92. I got my first pair of Jordans. I got the Air Jordan 7, the Raptor 7s. And I mean, it was kind of like ever since then, it was downhill. Those sevens were my my joints. It was like through thick and thin, whatever I was doing, I was trying to wear them. And I mean, it was just like, it was my first pair of Jordans. I actually won them in a, a talent show. <laughs> now, in the talent show, there was three of us that competed together and we won, but there was only going to be one pair of shoes that was bought. So, you know, they we did like a... We drew straws or there was a, a rap we drew our names out the hat or something and I won. So I was able to get the shoes. So I won my first pair my first ever pair of Jordans I won in a talent show. It's crazy as it might sound. And I mean ever since then, like I've been bit by the bug. So I mean I did the whole whole Jordan thing. Now with all my Jordans at one point, my Jordans and I mean I had a couple other, you know, Pennies and Scotties and um I mean just uh a lot of basketball shoes, Barclays. And I mean, it was like, I think at my peak, I think I was close to 250, 300 pairs of shoes. Now, this wasn't, when everybody looked at me and they saw all my shoes, they thought that I just woke up one day, went out and bought 250 to 300 pairs of shoes all at one time. And when I did that count, that was in like uh, 2003, I want to say. 2004 and I, like I said I started in like 2000 and no I'm sorry 90 I started collecting shoes in like 95 I'll say because I mean at first it was like my mom was getting all my shoes but like when I got my first job that I, I'll say like 95 when I got my first job that's when I really start you know getting into sneakers and collecting them and living in the culture and, you know, going out of town, going to the mall, you know, waiting at the mall, sitting in line, going to raffles. That's what started probably like 95, 96. So I went for about a good 10 years strong and accumulated, accumulated 200, 250, 300 pairs of shoes. I mean, it was like, you know, it was, it was a love-hate thing. So, I mean, I would have all them shoes, but I would start selling stuff and I would start, um, you know, giving shoes away. All my cousins, they was looking at my shoes. And my cousins, I tell you right now, I wasn't giving nothing away back then. When I had all, I had a house built at the age of 24, 25. I had a house built. So at the time, it was uh, me and my kid's mom. You know, we were together. So, you know, I went and got a house built. I was going to get a house built for us. But, I mean, that fell through. So I ended up living in the house by myself. I had a four-bedroom house by myself at 25 years old that I just had built. So... It was me. I had two kids, so I gave each of them a room, and I had an extra room. So I turned that extra room into my shoe room. So I had a whole, you know, this was young, long time ago, before a lot of people, you know, had shoe rooms. I had a shoe room at 25 years old. So sneakers has always been a part of me. I mean, I took a break for like the last year and a half, two years, because, I mean, I kind of fell out of love with it. It was just one of them things, like, I felt like I was doing it out of necessity. And, I mean, I just really... You know, just kind of like backed away from it for a minute. Then, you know, my daughter, she picked up where I left off, so she became the big sneaker head. So trying to keep her into it. I mean, I was always around him, and I mean, I always checked up, and I always did, you know, my due diligence with the the sneakers. But 
I just wasn't buying like that. But now, you know, I'm getting uh, everything back in order. And uh, I just feel like it's time to step back. So step back into sneakers, I'm sorry. So it was kind of like, all right, your game, you're doing your, your, online, your online gaming. I play Madden, play Destiny. I play, um, why is everybody hitting me up on every single tablet or phone or whatever? I mean, I do my online gaming, play Madden, Destiny, uh, Call of Duty, uh, The Division. There's a couple other games that I play, but I mean, yeah, I do the whole online gaming thing. So, podcast, gaming, sneakers, and I work. So, I mean, that sounds like a lot to some people, but I mean, it's all about management, time management. Being able to say, okay, I need to do this on this day, that on that day. I mean, it's not, you know, 24-7 every single day to where I'm podcasting and and doing sneakers and playing the game, which I might dabble in each one every single day. But, I mean, it's like I know how to focus my time. So, like, I do Madden tournaments. I got a Madden tournament this weekend on the 16th, actually. So, I mean, that's for money. I'm trying to, uh, I'm getting to the point now where I work for Pepsi, but I mean, I'm not trying to go to Pepsi, you know, for the rest of my life. So I'm trying to do what I got to do to set myself up to be my own boss and live the the best life that I can live out here. So you just got to take advantage sometime. When I say take advantage, take advantage of everything that's around you and the people that are around you. Because I mean, you might not physically ask them something or you might not, you know, need something from them but I mean just the fact of seeing somebody do something that you want to do I mean that'll motivate you more than than you know you can really understand so you just gotta take it with a grain of salt and just say okay if I feel like doing this I mean I need to do what I gotta do to to get in there and do it <laughs> what I'm saying what, what's the old movie say do what you gotta do to get what you gotta get done if that makes sense so yeah I'm I'm podcasting I'm doing sneakers and I'm gaming and I go to work. And I, on top of all of that, you know, I have a family that I have to spend time with and, um, you know, just be a good dad and assume to be husband. Because, I mean, everybody's got a certain number of heartbeats. Now, with, with that being said, you got a certain amount of time on this planet. So, why not make the best out of all your time? Why not, you know, instead of, you know, wondering, worrying, or regretting, why not just live in a moment and do what you want to do? Now, I mean, everything that you, when you start, you can't let the start dictate, you know, your, your experience. Because, I mean, you have to, you have to live, you have to learn. Like with this podcast right here, I haven't asked anybody how to do anything. I mean, I got on YouTube, I got on Google. Went to a couple places, you know what I mean? I'm, I was buying equipment little by little. And I was like, all right, I feel like I got enough equipment right now. I don't have the best equipment. I don't have the best space or studio or nothing like that. But I felt like I had enough equipment and I had enough time to where I was like, all right, I'm about to start doing this. And, I mean, I started. You know, my, my, every, every podcast, you know, I feel like they get a little bit better. Some of them, you know, I kind of backtrack because I fall into some old habits. But, I mean, I'm picking different stuff up. And, I mean, this is all me. So, I'm not going to sit, okay, everybody, I started posting them on SoundCloud, and I was posting them on Facebook, you know, letting everybody, you know, to check it out. But, I mean, people are only going to support you as much as they want to. So, I was like, all right, 
I just got onto this other app, you know, and I started posting it, you know, on there. And that app posted it to like nine other different, you know, podcasting sites. So it was like cool. So I can get I can get a bigger audience by posting on this one, this one uh, app, and you know I'll get my podcast heard by more and more people. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm gonna do it that way. So I'm not because I mean with this podcast, this podcast is just it's just me sometimes rambling. It's just me sometimes on here saying what's on my mind. I'm feeling like I said from the beginning. This is my therapy. I've always been the type of person to hold stuff in and the type of person that you know don't really say anything if I'm feeling a certain type of way. But I can get on here, you know, and just basically spill my guts and say what I want to say and get it off my chest and, you know, keep it moving. You don't have to listen. I know nobody has to listen. You can look at the podcast, see my name, see my face and be like, nah, I'm cool. I don't want to listen to that. And I mean, it's not going to hurt my feelings because, I mean, everybody isn't, everything isn't for everybody and everybody is not for everybody. But I mean, you can't, you can't get discouraged if somebody doesn't want to listen to your podcast. If you're out there right now and you're thinking like, man... I really want to do a podcast too, but I mean, I don't know where to start or I don't know if anybody will listen to me, man, hit me up. If you want to do a podcast, hit me up. I bring my, um, little bit of equipment to wherever you at, you know, and we can make it make sense. I'll set it all out and let you know, Hey, I'm about to start it. And I get on there and start talking. We can, we can talk, we can have a conversation. We can do whatever you want to do. I mean, I'll even produce your, your podcast. You can have your own podcast. You know, I'll produce it. I'll get it all together. Put it out, post it, publish it for you, and just give you the information let you know where you can go check it out. Because, I mean, this this right here, I mean, it's cool. Because, I mean, you can get on it, you can basically, uninterrupted, you can say what you want to say, uninterrupted. Without anybody, you know, cutting you off or anybody disputing everything that you say, you can just get on here and say what you want to say. And, I mean, that's not, it has to, well, I'm not going to put it like that. You can get on here and... You know, well, I mean, yeah, you can. You can speak and say what you want to say because, I mean, everybody's not. I'm not going to say you're not racist or you're not, you know, sexist or anything like that because, I mean, if you're really trying to put content out, you know, you're really trying to, you know, cross uh, different genres and, and talk to a lot of different people, you're not going to be out here, you know, basically bashing and putting people down and stuff like that. But it's just a different platform. It's a, diff- it's a platform that you might not be used to. And, I mean, that's good. Like, even with me, with this, I'll take this 30 minutes right here. I can sit on here and talk. And I mean, I might be saying a lot of the things that a lot of other people really want to say. But they just don't know how to say it. And I mean, something that I've said, even in this podcast, something that I've said may have, you know, been something that's on somebody's chest or somebody's mind. And they're like, man, he's thinking what I'm thinking. Because I mean, I'll tell you right now, I'm an Aries. I'm an Army veteran. I'm, I got a lot of strikes against me <laughs> that a lot of people will say because I mean... You know, a lot of people can't get along with Aries. A lot of people think vets are crazy, you know. And, I mean, I'm a big black dude. If you see me, you know, that's Big Daryl, Big Homie, Big Cuz. I got a lot of nicknames. A lot of people call me different names, couple to my face, you know. But, I mean, it is what it is. And, I mean, I don't really don't care what anybody thinks about me. Now, you know, a lot of people, you know, I say the same thing. But, you know, I mean, words do hurt. And, I mean, to put things into perspective. But at the end of the day, what somebody says or thinks about me is not going to dictate what I do or how I do what I do. So with that being said, you know, I think I'm on episode seven with this podcast. But if somebody went and listened to all my, you know, different tracks on my podcast and they was like, man, I don't like none of what you was talking about. I'm, thank you. Thank you. Because that let me know right there. You listen to it. You might not agree with stuff that I said, but you listen to it. So, I mean, that's cool with me. Or if you might have just started playing a couple of minutes or seconds of it and you might have turned it off. Thank you. I appreciate it. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, 
I mean, that's what I'm doing this for. I'm not going to please everybody or appease everybody because, I mean, I might spark up discussion or conversation, which, I mean, that would be cool as hell to me if I can get on here and say some stuff and make people think and somebody might, might want to rebut something that I say. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a dialogue. I'm with that, you know. So, I mean, it's like the podcast is my sounding board, my platform. This is On The Hunt Podcast with Daryl, which I'm thinking about changing the name of the podcast. I was thinking, I was, I've was i been riding around at work, you know, and I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know, I like On The Hunt, but I mean, there's been a lot of stuff that's been going through my head. I keep it to myself right now to really, you know, uh, decide if I really want to change it. Because, I mean, the one name that I'm thinking about changing to is dope to me. A lot of people might not like it, but you know what I'm saying, I like it. So, and like I said, this is my podcast, and I can change the name if I want to, damn it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just... You got to do what you gonna, what's, what's going to make you happy. And, you know, your family, your significant others, you know, you have to do what's best for y'all. And, I mean, at the end of the day, you ain't living nobody's life but your own. So why not, you know, make it the best? Live your best life. Make, <laughs> make good decisions. Don't be like Aubrey. What's going on with Drake? I, I did touch on that on my last podcast. I talked about the Pusha T and Drake, you know. What's, what's up, though? Man, Drake's out here making some uh, some bad decisions, and still, you know, something from Brittany Shop. If he was playing baseball right now, he'd be hitting a lot of foul balls. <laughs> I mean, ain't no home runs, ain't no 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 uh, singles, no double. He hitting a lot of foul balls right now. So it's like you know, I want to know what's going on with Arby over there. I mean, you know he's living his life. And he, like I said, at the end of the day, he's doing what, what's best for him. He's living the best life that he can live and making the decisions that's gonna make him happy. I mean, you can't be mad at that. But, I mean, you do have your opinion. You can't say what you want to say. And that's not, that's not necessarily saying that your opinion is, is, is what it is. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you got your opinion. You can say what you want to say. And I think Drake's hitting a lot of foul balls right now. And I think Drake's taking the safe way out. I think Jay Prince, Jay Prince knows. I mean, he, he knows Drake. He's in good with Drake. And, I mean, he, I think he, he saw the potential in what Drake had going on. And at the end of the day, I think Jay Prince, you know, getting getting some of that check, he getting broke out. So he knows Drake, you know, got the... If you look at Pusha T and Drake, these companies, who they going to go to some of these sports when they come to Straight up, straight up. Everybody knows about Drake. So Pusha T, I mean, uh, Jay Prince was probably like, you know, Pusha T came, he killed him. He went for his neck, he got him, he killed him. And basically, to me, in my eyes, unless that man had... Pictures and videos with Pusha T fiance and you know had Pusha T out here in a dress or something. He, I mean, he, he would have had to come and try and kill him. He had to end his career. And I mean, I really don't think Drake had that on deck. I mean, you could say it all day. Just like you know, what I'm saying when LeBron came out talking about well, he been playing in the finals with a broke hand. Brian, you my guy, but man, you could have kept that straight up. Y'all just got outplayed by a better team. Yeah, you put up 51, 8, and 8 in the first game, but at the end of the day, you got outplayed. Buy a better team. Just leave it at that. Ain't no excuses. Got to outplay him. But, I mean, Drake, um, why well, I keep getting these names and saying these names? Jay Prince saw the bigger picture for Drake. And I think he told Drake just to leave it alone right now before it gets a whole lot uglier and you just lose all your sponsors. So, you know what I'm saying? I don't think Drake had no reply. I don't think Drake had, you know, I don't think he was coming right back for Pusher because, I mean, after that one, I mean, everybody that was, you know, reposting and retweeting and you got Flex that's, you know, on 
Periscope and I mean everybody was just out there and they was just going at Drake. I mean Drake was like you know, he was the, he was the butt of them jokes for a couple of weeks or about a week and a half. And I really think don't think he had nothing to come back with, so he had to come up with Plan B. And Plan B was to get the Don, the boss, you know what I'm saying, Jay Prince to come out and say something. And I mean I ain't gonna sit on here you know and act like Jay Prince is like the the Don, or I'm not gonna sit on here and say that he ain't. But I mean a lot of people in Houston, a lot of people I know from Houston. Tell me that Jay Prince is one of them dudes you don't want to mess with. So I'll leave it at that. Like no disrespect. Ain't nothing. I'm just saying. Maybe Drake felt the words coming from, from Jay Prince would hold more weight than words coming from him. So hey, it is what it is at the end of the day. The streets, hip hop, no. Hey, push a one, that one. I mean, it is what it is. We wanted it to keep going. Because I felt like that was the warm up. I feel like the life of Adidon was the warm-up. And Pusha was about to come with some more stuff, but Jay Prince shut it all down. So, I mean, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, just an over, over, uh, overview. Do what's best for you. Live your life. And if you want to do a podcast and you don't know how to get started, and you just but you just want to get out and you want to put some content out and you want to see what some people come back with, holler at me and let me know. Because, I mean, we can get on here and we can do something. I come to you, you come to me, I'm going to my garage, we can set it up. And I mean, don't be surprised with these podcasts, because Mark Marin did his uh his interview with Obama in his garage. He had his podcast set up in his garage. So he had a uh, former president forty four, Barack Obama, in his garage did a podcast with him. So the podcast can be done anywhere. So if you want to do one, let me know. If you want to get on, let me know about anything. And that's not just anybody that's that wants to start a podcast. If you want to get on, hit me up. I'll come to you, we can do a podcast next week. So just hit me up and let me know. But um, this On The Hunt podcast, thanks for stopping by, checking me out. Appreciate the love. And uh, get at me. One.